Retro nonsense in the house, y'all. Autobots, transform and roll out. No, I am your father. No! No, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Hello and welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. This is episode 17. And uh, before we get started, we've got a couple things to go over. Um, First, we have uh, a continuation of the Beat the Bandy Challenge. Um, This was a uh, two-month challenge. uh, And we went over the details uh, last episode, but... You can also go to our Discord and check it out there. But essentially, we have four games we're trying to beat. Um, I'm going by memory here. We have uh, Batman for the NES, Double Dragon 2 for the NES, uh, Fester's Quest for the NES. No. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, what? Did they add to it? (laughs) Jekyll and Hyde, and then uh, it was Wizards and Warriors. So there's a point system there for each game you beat. You get a certain amount of points. And Matt is in the lead because I haven't really beaten any of them. So (laughs) it is. Sorry, I was really rusty at Double Dragon 2, so I kind of wanted to start off on that one. And um, I, you know, I got to later stages and I just thought, man, I was doing it just on the regular mode because I was just trying to, you know, knock the rust off. Yeah, and I was just like, dang it, man! I don't know if I got enough time to learn this game again. It's been so long. Well, um, at this point, it's the twenty-first. We only have another week or so before I the challenge know. is I, over. I, I think I think I messed up on this one. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel really bad. I was so consumed with my project, which I'll talk about here in a minute. But um, I just did not have any time. I, I played zero video games literally in the last month and a half. Like, except for I did play Batman. Um, but I just I just haven't had time. I've been too busy. I had to get this project out of the way because my whole entire room was completely a mess from it. So um, anyway, uh, I think out of respect for Matt, I will now that my room is done and back together, my and my project is complete. I will I will uh, try something because he he's uh, he's got three games in the bag. I think. Uh, yeah, I think four. he's got this one wrapped up, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty safe to say. But I don't want to disrespect his um his challenge well, there. If, I will. It, it, you go for the highest point total, and right? And you might right. be able to math. You might be able to tie him. You know, yeah. go for the <laughs> go for the Jekyll and Hyde first. Jekyll and Hyde is twenty points. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thank you, Matt, for always uh, coming up with a great challenge. And I'm sorry that I haven't been as on top of it as I usually am. But um, I promise you I will give it my all for the next week. <laughs> so, Well, that being said, I, I mentioned my project. I just wanted to mention uh, I just finished um, a, what, a month-long or so project. I, I was given a uh, 1976 Sony Trinitron television from a customer of mine, and I was super excited. The thing is absolutely gorgeous, and uh, I go I, when I plugged it in when I got home, it had some issues um, with the screen and... All kind of stuff like that. So I spent the better part of a month or so taking the TV apart and uh, diagnosing the issues, replacing capacitors, replacing transistors, doing a ton of adjustments in there. And I finally, as of just, what, two days ago, 
finally got it finished. And I made a video series. It's actually four parts, so it's quite extensive. If you uh, are brave enough to you know, give that a watch, go ahead. <laughs> but I just did it for documentation purposes, more or less. But I did do a lot of editing, and I, I, I tightened it up as much as I could. But a couple of them are like 40 minutes long. The two of them are. So the final video was only like tw uh, 12 minutes long, I think. So um, you can just jump to the fourth one if you want. But anyway, I got the TV completely restored and working great. And I'm super excited to have my room back in order and the TV uh, for my Atari 2600 games. That's what I have it set up for. And I'm just I'm extremely excited that I got it to where I want it. And I got... Because I never repaired a television before. This was the first, you know, first time thing for me. I've repaired other electronics, you know, I've, I've put capacitors in game systems and I've fixed VCRs and record players, stuff like that. But this was a new endeavor for me and I'm very happy with how it turned out. So um, I don't know if I could get into real in-depth repairs, but with what this television needed was about all I could handle. Um, I think I replaced, I don't know, 20 or 30 capacitors and a couple transistors and did a lot of uh, adjusting and tweaking. And again, it took the better part of a month. Um, I had to order parts and wait for them, and then diagnose, order more parts, wait for them, that kind of a thing. But it was a fun project. It was really fun making a video on it. And um, I just wanted to mention it because um, obviously it's relatable to our topics here. But it was uh, it's, it's great to have my room back in order, my TV all up and running. And I just wanted to kind of uh, uh, mention to go check out my video series if you want. Well, I think you did a great job, and as far as you saying it, what did you say? It wasn't very extensive well, or, or involved or whatever? It's like, are you crazy? Like, I would have never done well, that. Well, I have... It's insane. The most I've done is, like, change a knob <laughs> or something. You know uh, I mean? Well, I mean, I, I guess what I'm comparing myself to is watching some of these, um, you know, electrical engineers and, and electronics repair people on YouTube, and they, they got all kind of, like, meters and scopes and all kind of equipment set up and they 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 can just look at the thing and know what's wrong with it yeah they're just a bunch of show-offs <laughs> but you know it, it, this was a confidence booster for me that i was able to get this fixed and um as i mentioned in my video i'm just it's really fun to save these uh, beautiful pieces of machinery from the dumpster um and I'll, I'll throw a picture up on the discord but this tv is i just think it's beautiful it's real wood it's, you know, mid-70s. It's just got this great look to it. This was back when they really put a lot of effort and thought into the engineering and the style and the quality. And um, it was really impressive to open this thing up and see how much, you know, thought went into how it was put together and how serviceable it is. Um, it's just really fun tinkering with this stuff. And to get something like this that was not working, it would have been thrown in the, dump in the dumpster for sure. And that's where it was headed um, from my customer. And I was like, no, man, I'll take that. So I'm just really happy with, with um, how it turned out and the notion of getting more into this hobby and saving more beautiful pieces of equipment like this, just I'm really getting into it. So much like you're getting into the VHS tapes and stuff like that, this is something that I'm really kind of delving into head first. Yeah, I mean, it, like what you were saying about uh, it was so accessible, I think that kind of comes back from like the tube TVs, like you were encouraged to replace yeah. your own tubes. Like, you know, it was supposed to be self Yeah, like that picture you put up you on the Discord. I mean? You found a sign for a, I guess, a repair shop. Right. Yeah. It was a tube state. Uh, well, it was a tube testing station, actually. I looked a little further into it. And uh, you would take your own tubes down to, like, a hardware store or a drug store, and they would have a little kiosk that, 
you put your tubes in it and I guess pushed a button or something and it would tell you right. whether or not your tube was good right. or needed to be replaced. So it was encouraged back then for that kind of stuff. Um, so by the time it got to what you did, I do not, I think that was more for the technicians, like making it and probably uh, space saving, you know, like mm-hmm. when you put it together kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like they didn't want right, it to be too right. complex or be hard to fix and so you know they wanted you to repair them to some degree i'm assuming now uh they don't want you to repair them they want oh, you to yeah. buy in, one in fact ironically um my television in my living room is a flat screen smart tv um it's maybe seven years old and it's already barely usable because the stupid interface glitches up and freezes up and it's essentially it's getting to the point where it's got to be it's got to be replaced here i got a tv from 1976 yeah. Yeah, it needed some work, but I was able to repair it myself, and it still works probably as good as it did when it was bought, you know, forty some years ago. So, and back to what you said, I had a, um, there was an electronics repair shop in my near my neighborhood when I was a kid, and you could drop your TV off or your VCR or whatever you had, clock radio, and they would fix electronics. But you don't see those around anymore at all because they're not really designed to be fixed, like Apple phones and like flat screen TVs. You can't open those things up and fix them. You know, you just got to get them, got to get them no, replaced. No chance. So. Well, speaking of TVs, um, I found two good TVs over the last week. Um, I found a little, um, a little more modern than uh, yours. They're from the early 2000s. Um, it's, um, I, I found like, it's like a nine, I'm pretty sure it's a nine inch uh, Panasonic TV VCR oh, wow. combo. And it's just the cutest little thing. It was ironic. I was uh, standing at, um, I was looking through the tape section at this one thrift store I go to. And usually I start with the tapes there and I just kind of work my way around, unless something jumps out around the electronic department. And uh, this older gentleman, you know, came up next to me and started asking me, you know, know, hey, do you like the Sopranos? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I like them. He's I got the tapes and everything. So I'm thinking, like, is he trying to sell these to me? So I was like, (laughs) uh, like, are are you selling them? And he's like, well, maybe, and then, then I'm just thinking, oh, I mean, you know, sometimes I've been in these situations and they just want to talk, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I chatted with them a little bit, and then, uh, but then I thought, well, you know, opportunity here. Um, I was like, do you have any old VCRs or TV with VCRs or anything like that? And, oh, no, I sold those and all that. And it was ironic as, or ironic, I don't even know if that's the right word, but as he was talking, um, you know, like, uh, if you're staring at something and what you're focused on in the foreground uh, is clear and behind it's a little fuzzy, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, he started becoming fuzzy and my eyes started locking in on what was behind him and there it was, a little 9-inch VCR TV. I was just like, <laughs> excuse me for a second. <laughs> I just walked over there and picked it up and, and you know, it's so cool at that store because the tapes are right there and, you know, you just test it right there and plugged it in played really well i was like oh well that's coming with me Uh, so that cost 20 bucks and these things are starting to go up um Mm. this is the only one of that size i have i have others but they're in the 13 inch uh models right Uh, so this is the smallest one i have and i like it because it's also designed to um you know hook a cigarette adapter up to it yeah i've got one of those um but it's a dvd player combo but it's got yeah you can hook it up to like an rv or something yeah, I have a DVD combo of a similar size, uh, same thing. But my thought is, um, you know, I need to get the plug, but um, I could take it with me when I go out hunting. And if I come to a place that has a lot of tapes, um, you know, the home recordings, because I'm really only looking for ones with commercials. Mm-hmm, right. 
I mean, unless it's unless it's something really unique, like I don't know, like the '87 MTV Music Awards. Like I would take something like that edited. Oh yeah. But you know, I'm I'm looking, you know, or even Saturday morning cartoons. I would take that edited edited, but. You know, like I, if it's you know a movie of the week, I don't care if it's if it's not if it's edited, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Right. So if there's a big lot at an estate sale or something, um, I could be like, you know, hold these, let me go grab my wallet or something. Do you mind if I test this tape or I don't know, or buy one of them or something? Mm-hmm. Whatever I have to do to test it to kind of see what the rest of the lot's gonna look like, and if it's you know commercials right. or whatever, or if it's or if it's a tape that doesn't have a label on it. I could be like, can I try? I have a thing in my car, you know, like I, I, most people are pretty reasonable and be like, oh, yeah, go ahead. So I feel like it might be able to save me some of the junk that I, you know, because right now I've been doing very well. I'm going probably about a 90% average of when I buy tapes, whether or not they have commercials on mm-hmm. it. And also, you know, like I just, I can't believe I've been finding so many tapes from the 80s. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've hit 82, 83. I mean, all, anything like 82 and up i got every year right now wow and and even up to like 95 you know so basically i've hit every year in between and then i even got some late 90s which is cool because you know that's you know like for the gamers in us you mm-hmm. know you take a playstation commercials right. nintendo 64 commercials stuff like that it's just neat uh and then plus there's the things you forget about you know like it's like oh i forgot about you know like yeah. that thing or whatever um, like one interesting commercial I found was a teen spirit deodorant and I, re- and I didn't even remember this, but I looked at it and I thought, wow, what they, cause it's like, t- smells like teen spirit. And then they're like, these teenagers are talking and I'm like, did they rip off Nirvana? And I posted it, on, you know, I posted the commercial on TikTok and it got a lot of feedback and a lot of views. And then as I was talking with people in the comment section, actually, that's where he got the name from. Really? Some girl he was dating at the time. Yeah, I forget her name. I should know all this, but I didn't know I was going to lead into this. But he was dating a girl who was in like an indie punk band or something like that at the time. Or an indie rock band. And um, this was before Courtney. And um, I guess they had like an all-night session with each other. And the next day, I think her roommate smelled like like he was standing next to her or something. She like, you know, because Teen Spirit, I guess, was mostly used by mm-hmm. girls, but it, in the commercial, I guess it could have went either way. But um, <clears throat> the 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 lady, uh, or she smelled it on him. She goes, "Oh, you smell like you know the deodorant or whatever," and uh, and you know, like oh whatever. And then the next day, I guess when she left, she had wrote on a wall or something like Kurt smells like Teen Spirit, <laughs> and he liked that smells like Teen Spirit, and he took that name, and then. Art imitating life in the circle or whatever. Then the commercial re-ripped him off. So initially he ripped them off, sort of, and they said, "Well, hey, we are Teen Spirit, so we could, you know, you can't patent smells like Teen Spirit." So they use it in the commercial. So it's that's interesting. You know I had I mean? no idea. That's interesting for sure. I didn't either. I I just thought it was just some weird, yeah. clever, you know, name that he came up with somehow because it, you know, like it, it. That's a cool name. Like yeah. it's a, that's a. That's really smart, you know, like these guys, they they hear something like that'd be a great song title, you know. Right. And uh and he was right, it is a great title. Um <clears throat> but two of the best things I found recently, I actually found them months ago and didn't realize it. Uh I was going to our friend Curtis's house 
um, on the way I stopped in this town of Bakersfield and there was, I knew there was a thrift store I wanted to hit. And so I went there and there was a bunch of home recordings and one of them set, uh, had written on it, um, Winnie the Pooh and one of them had Bugs Bunny. Um, so I, you know, after the trip, when I got home, I popped in the Bugs Bunny one and it was like really staticky and I couldn't really see much. So I don't know what I usually, I'm a little more into it, but I thought maybe it was like whoever recorded it had a crappy antenna or something. So I popped them out, and I just kind of stuck them back in the box. Well, you know, over the last few weeks, you know, I'd kind of been moving stuff around in there, and I saw those tapes again. I thought, you know, maybe I should double-check this uh, Bugs Bunny tape. And I brought it in, ironically, when I got that little TV, and I figured, well, I'll test it on this. Popped it in, and right away it was like <clears throat> Saturday morning cartoons with the commercials from 1986. Ooh. And... The tape is just really dirty, though, because, like, after a while, it makes the heads dirty, so I have to pop it out and clean it. I, I'm going to try to clean the tape. I don't really see anything on it. I don't see no mold or anything, but there has to be something. I don't know if it's, like, a real thick layer of dust or I don't really know what's causing it, but it doesn't seem to be hurting anything. It just makes the heads dirty, and then I pop in a head cleaner, and it cleans it, and they, they seem fine after. So I'm going through the tape, and then I thought, you know, there was more. So I went back out there and I grabbed two other ones. I haven't tested one of the two, but um, I did test the the Winnie the Pooh tape, and it's the same. It's like the same. Everything's the same. I mean, they chose different cartoons. Like the one that said Bugs Bunny on it, it had like Bugs Bunny and Ewoks and Mr. T and oh, man. Spider Man and his amazing friends. Oh, and uh, that's gold. So the other one that says Winnie the Pooh, I don't know if Winnie the Pooh was actually on it. I, I didn't rewind it all the way back, but I believe it had, um, I'm not sure if it was the gummy bears, but it felt like something that was, if there wasn't gummy bears, it was something similar to that. Mm -hmm. And then it also had, um, uh, the hour long Smurfs. And then right after that was Punky Brewster cartoon. And, uh, that's kind of where I shut it off and I haven't got back to it yet, but it's exactly what I've been looking for. And it was just sitting in my garage. So, <laughs> um, I since had done a spool swap because initially I thought maybe there was something inside of the tape because the tape looked a little, the outside looked dirty. So, uh, well, not a spool swap, um, a car, uh, a shell swap. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I had, I, every now and then I'll see these tapes that have like a yellow or white or blue or green. And if they're like something I really don't care about, like something, you know, like just something, I don't know what, you know, name it. But this, I had found this tape that was all yellow and I thought, man, that could be a cool spool swap if I decide, or shell swap. Um, so, anyways, I swapped it with uh, the one that one, the first tape, the one that had the Bugs Bunny on it. But uh, it, it wasn't nothing to do with that. But I'm going to clean it and you know do whatever I can to preserve the tapes because they're really fun to watch. I mean, it's it's a it's a snapshot in time. Oh yeah. And the other one must just be from the next week because I doubt they had two VCRs going. But it's the same thing. It's like they, they alternated what they were going to record. Like one week, they recorded a set of shows. And then like the next week, it's like they recorded the opposite set or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what would have been on the other channel and stuff. It's, it's really cool. But it is cool. It's a nice little snapshot of the Saturday morning cartoons from 1986. That is so cool. Well, speaking of 1986, that is the... Uh uh, that is our main topic. We are doing a 1986 year in review. So we're going to spend the episode talking about all the defining features of 1986, the, the movies, the TV shows, the, the music, toys, everything. So we're going to get right into it. Um, 
And I guess we'll start, Chris, with um, movies, if you want. Uh, top five grossing movies yeah, let's, from 1986. Yeah, let's uh, start with five and work our way to one. The number five uh, top grossing film from 1986 was Aliens. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Which um, I absolutely love that movie. Now, I never saw that movie in the theaters. I didn't see that until later. Um, cause it was rated R and at, in 1986, I was like, you know, 11 years old. So, um, I never saw that until I was a teenager. Um, is that something you saw in the theaters, Chris? Aliens? No, I didn't. I yeah. wish I would have, but during that time, that wouldn't have been something I, I, uh, would have sought out, but I did, re- you know, I, ironically though, I, I remember renting it really early, like when it came mm. out, cause it was just like a lot of tapes down at my rental store. And as I talked in a previous episode, um, the lady let me rent whatever I wanted, so um, it mm. looked really cool. I, I no, I did see the. I, I saw them in order because I saw the original one like on network TV. But uh, yeah, I did rent it. Yeah, yeah, I saw the first one first, and then I saw this one second. But um, number four was uh, Back to School. And she said, "Let's do it. The room's already paid for." <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't know if I've ever seen that. That's Rodney Dangerfield. I know the poster. He's got that goofy look on his face, and he's got the, the yeah, cap and gown on. I, that's a, I'm surprised that that's what made the top five. I don't get no respect from anyone. I, I mean, it, I like the movie. Um, but, yeah, I, when I looked at that list, I thought, wow, that's something I didn't expect to be up there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of shocked, too. I hope I got that information right. Let me let me just double-check here while I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah. Well, according to the Internet here, the first thing that pops up is, yeah, these these it's, well, in, it's hey, number four. they're never wrong, so we're going to go with the Internet on this one. <laughs> yeah, the Internet doesn't I, lie, I, right? I believe, I believe it, but it's ironic. Look at, I mean, we're both looking at the top five list. Look at those, you know, like that old one of these things don't look like the other kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yes, that one does not look like I can't see how that's in the top five. When I look at yeah. the other four, it, it does guess... make no sense to me, and especially when I see some of the other ones that were left out, especially one I can't believe wasn't in the top five. But yeah, I guess it's uh, maybe Rodney Dangerfield was like really popular at that time or well, something. Well, he was maybe very he hot was... back then. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. a big comedian. And he, you know, he did a lot of promotion of the movie. He was, he was a regular on Johnny Carson. And mm-hmm. I'm not shocked. It's just uh, top 10, I could see. Top five is surprising. Yeah, and then we have at number three, The Karate Kid Part Two. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Which, Excellent um, sequel. The thing that pops out to me, this is one of those sequels, I've talked about this before, where it bothered me so much that he's got a different girlfriend in this movie. Just like in Indiana Jones, and we've talked about this before, but this is one of those yeah. where the first movie, it's all about this girl, and they got there in love, and then it's a happy ending, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, now he's with another girl. <laughs> so that's, but yeah, I remember well, the... Well, from, from a storyteller's perspective, you get it though, right? Like the chase is, mm-hmm. the yeah. chase matters, and if they were definitely going to Okinawa, Okinawa how were they going to bring the girlfriend 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, how would that have worked? How's I Ali going to happen to um, go to Ch- uh, Japan with them? I think that the actress, though, wasn't uh, able. I think originally they wanted the same girl, but for some reason they couldn't get her or something. There was something well, going that, on with that her. That might be true, but I, I, think the, I don't think the story would have worked. How is she going to go? Like, him going makes sense. He took his college fund and uh, they worked it out. Miyagi, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi got his money back and all that. But um, how would that? How would they explain that? That what she was just going to happen yeah. to be like a foreign exchange student? Like it would have. They would have had to shoehorn her in. I I think it. Uh, I think the plot served itself better without her in it. Sure, sure. I, I just as a kid, like I said before, that always just kind of rubbed me the wrong way when when they change girls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just didn't sit well with me. But anyway, um, at number two, we've got Crocodile Dundee, which uh, was a massive hit. I remember that yeah. being... I, I'm um, almost surprised this wasn't number one. That's Well, looking at number one... I can see why number yeah. one... I know, I can see that, but man, that Crocodile Dundee was a big phenomenon. It really was. It really was. And um, everybody in the schoolyard was, or at least mine, was, uh, that's not a knife, this is a knife. <laughs> show, you know, it's kind of a drag that they actually showed that in the commercial, because what a funny moment. He's got a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Yeah, yeah. Like in the trailer, I remember, that was in the in the commercial. I'm like, why would they give away that big joke? I remember, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but the, one of the other funny scenes that I remember was when he, he came to a bidet, in, in, I guess in a hotel or something, and he didn't know what it was. Yeah. And she's, I think the girl's, uh, who was the girl, the lead in that movie? Um, I can't think of her name, but Yeah, whatever. but anyway, she... Blonde lady. She's like, you figure it out. And then she walks away, and then he pops his head out the window, and he's like, for cleaning your backside! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yells it out the window. For washing your backside, right? But, um, yeah, she yeah, tried was, to explain it to him, and then he's like, uh, and then she's like, yeah, no, you just figure it out, and she left, and then, yeah, like you said, he stuck his head out the window and yelled to her, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was a, that was a huge, huge hit, um, and, in, in fact, it, um, it spawned the Konami game, uh, Bayou Billy. The Adventures of Bayou Billy. That was inspired by, oh, um, yeah, you know, which is not the greatest Konami game, but, it's it's something I certainly remember playing as a kid, and it was one of those great games that had all the different genres mixed in. You had a driving part, you had side scroll and beat 'em up, you had the light gun mode. So it was one one of those multi genre games. So for that, it was pretty cool, but it just well, wasn't the, the greatest game. There was also a terrible wrestler that WWF had just completely ripped off this whole thing, and his name was Outback Jack, <laughs> and. And uh, I, I, you know, if I can, I'm gonna look around. I don't know where they're at right now, but if I can dig them up, I'll put them up on the Discord. Um, you know, like they even have like they, you know, they they have these things called vignettes where you know, like they'll uh, they have like these little tiny mini movies that kind of like introduces the wrestler to the crowd or whatever, right? You know, they would play right. them weekly, weekly, and then eventually it'd build up to his debut. And uh, there was one where he was like in the in the outback with some aborigines and everything it was just like dude this is like so like time kangaroo down mates well i reckon this is it broken in here set like a jelly we're going to be on board one of these big planes mate and we'll be crossing the pacific to the us of a you know after 
roughing it all these years in the outback. People up there, they give you a name. My mates call me Outback Jack, and I reckon when I get over to the WWF, I'm going to make a few new mates. No worries. The real big question is, can a bloke from the harshest, roughest, most toughest place on the earth crack it in the world's hardest and roughest wrestling federation? I'm going to give it a real good go. There'll be no worries about that. I can only oh, imagine man. what they must have... Like, I hope they use authentic ones, because they could have been... <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. But... Well, I mean, it was the 80s. They weren't nearly as concerned about that kind of thing. No, they didn't care. Vince <laughs> McMahon, he would do this. He would do it now. He wouldn't care. He would... Just, you come here. Well, the top... On the number one grossing movie of 1986 was Top Gun. Yeah, that was a big hit. So is this something you saw in the theaters? I, I, you know what? I didn't see any of this top five in the theaters. Uh, during 1986, I do not, I think we, I know where we lived. We lived in the country and I, uh, the only movie I think I remember seeing that year, if it's the same year was, uh, was, uh, Revenge of the Nerds 2 and Back to the Beach and, uh, maybe a couple other ones. I went with a friend to the drive-thru, but, um, you know nope. what? I I think I'm in the same boat. I don't think I saw any of these in the theater. May, maybe Top Gun, but I, I don't even think I did. I don't think I saw any of these in the theater. I, I vividly remember seeing most of these on VHS. Crocodile Dundee, I remember watching that with my family as a kid. Karate yep. Kid Part 2, I remember watching that in my living room with my family. Again, back to school, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that movie at all. And Aliens, I didn't see until I was a teenager. And Top Gun, I remember seeing that in my living room as well, but... Um, I don't think I saw any of them in the theater. But Top Gun, I mean, I'm not the hugest fan of that movie. It's it's very corny. Um, but back then, it was awesome. I mean, Tom Cruise was the, a superstar, and he was handsome, and um, all the, the action scenes in there were really well done. But, you know, it certainly got its corny moments, like, I guess, infamously, the whole beach volleyball scene. When yeah, all... <laughs> but that thing is so legendary, though, man. It really is, but... A little homoerotic um... scene and everything. It's so funny, man, the... The, oh, uh, it is funny. What's this? Iceman blowing the little kiss to her, doing the kiss uh -huh. to her, <laughs> right. whatever. It's like, yes. Yeah, Val great. Kilmer. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Ice man. I am dangerous. Yeah. But, yeah, um, good old you know, this is actually one of, uh, I wouldn't say one of my favorites, but I really like this NES game as well. It's a Konami game as well. Um, Top yeah. Gun. For, uh, for NES was uh, I I like that game a lot. It's a flight sim game. Well, I wouldn't say flight sim. It's a you know a shooter, but I guess much like yeah, uh, Afterburner. It, it had a it had the first person perspective, which was unique for console games at the time. Well, I guess it or did have flight flight simulator elements because you had bit. to refuel. Yeah. You had to refuel in the air, and then you had to land on the uh, aircraft carrier. Right, so, notoriously, right. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, yeah, a lot of kids yeah. couldn't pull off that landing. Yeah. So, all right, well, other notable movies from 86 there. I mean, there's a ton of them. I just threw a couple on here that stood out to me. Um, one of my favorites, Big Trouble in Little, Chi in Little China, came out in 1986. Uh, John Carpenter film, love that movie. It's uh, Kurt Russell, and it's got all kind of crazy effects and crazy kung fu fighting, and it's just a wacky movie, but I absolutely love it. Um, the Fly came out in 86. Yep. A great horror movie. How does Brundle Fly eat? It's it's a uh, it's up there. It's a great it's a good horror movie. In fact, the fly, who did he who the fly fought the blob? No, that was Freddy that fought the blob in our in our uh, Halloween episode, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> who who did the fly have to fight? 
I uh, forgot. I don't know. I can't remember, but uh, I don't think he won. <laughs> I think he lost. Um, the Labyrinth, which didn't do well in the box office, but became a cult hit. Um, and to this day, um, a lot of people like that movie. You know, uh, I, looking at this list, these all these movies are like my first rental experiences. Mm, yeah. And or yeah, well, early cable experiences uh, from that time because eighty seven was when we moved me and my mother mm-hmm. was when I got the rental store thing and I had to be and I rented every one of these movies. Oh wow! These were like all very early in rentals. I don't think I rented the Labyrinth, but I saw that on cable. But uh, yeah, and I didn't yeah. rent Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. There was another one on here I didn't rent, but <laughs> all the other ones I did rent. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was another one. That See, that, that's one I'm surprised. Bueller. There's a couple, but this one and the next Bueller. one, I am shocked that that didn't do better Bueller. than Back to School. That was a big hit. Bueller. Yeah. Here. I mean, they're I all know. hits, but I'm, st- you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. you think about the Bueller. buzz that was behind that. Uh, it's John Bueller. Hughes movie, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. I believe so. Bueller. I, honestly, I was never a big fan of that movie. Bueller. Well, but it's not Who, about you being the big fan. It's about. No, no, uh, I know. I'm just. It was I'm just a saying, huge I, at rental Bueller. stores and. Yeah. Well, it's certainly Bueller. a hugely popular film. There's no Bueller. doubt about that. Um, he's sick. Yeah, so I'm looking at the gross. Just... Back to School grossed 91.26 million. Um, in comparison, uh, Crocodile Dundee was 174. Million. Which that's top massive gun. if you uh, for yeah. inflation, right? If you do the that's huge. Aliens, uh, eighty five point one million. So according to this list, let's see, back to school, yeah, six. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it made ninety one point two six million according to this. Internet, and I would IM, imagine IMDb. it didn't cost. I can't imagine it cost that much to make. I mean, it's. Well, yeah, I, I there's no special it effects. Was, it wasn't like there were yeah. special effects other than you know Rodney jumping around on a blue screen when he was doing his dive off the diving board. I don't know. You said you didn't see the movie, but it, it has something to do with uh, high diving. At some I point. know that scene. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that it's scene It's so before. goofy looking. You know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> yeah. uh, Boy, that's the story of my life. No respect. His son, isn't his son... He, the son's the guy from... Um, isn't it the same guy that was in Christine, I think? I think so. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think so. I don't know. But anyway, go ahead. Finish the list. Um, Stand by one. me was another one in '86. The Three Amigos. I love that movie. That's hysterical. I'm Lucky Day. I'm Ned Niederlander. I'm Dusty Bottom. So together we're the Three Amigos. <coughs> um, yeah, that's that. I could see that making a lot of money too. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Transformers the movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a big one. Yep. Um, I saw that in the theaters for sure. I may have uh, had to wipe my eyes a little bit when yeah. Prime died. <laughs> yeah. um, and then another one notable to me is Legend, uh, another Tom Cruise movie, um, uh, Ridley Scott film. You know what I'm talking about, Legend? Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I think it's awesome, dude. That, yeah, uh, I love Tom, that movie. Another Tom Cruise movie. He, was, he had a big year. Because there's another movie yeah. that uh, was... I'll go over a couple that I've seen that you, you left off. Or I saw mm-hmm, it yeah. left off. Um, yep. Another Tom Cruise movie, The Color of Money. It's a really cool pool movie. Kind of a sequel to um, oh, The Hustler. So, mm, okay. uh, the yeah, so it's like a... I don't think you realize you're watching a sequel unless you've seen The Hustler. They didn't advertise it as a sequel, but that's a cool movie. Um, a personal favorite. Uh, not necessarily his best movie, 
but uh, The Golden Child's an Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, me and my mm-hmm. buddy, we used to rent that a lot. Um, Pretty in Pink, another Hughes movie. That was a big mm-hmm. hit. And uh, Little Shop of Pores. Feed me Seymour. Feed me all night long. <laughs> That's right, boy. That's yep, a yep. fun movie. Uh, and another huge, especially if you're going into the action genre, Cobra, man. Yep. That was a killer movie, dude. I still Stallone. like that. I still watch it. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, Flight of the Navigator, that's another personal favorite. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a Disney movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I think that's it. And yeah. that's, again, that's weird that it... Because you, you can even tell just by the look of the cover, they were really probably trying to hook in on that E.T. crowd. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Because the oh, guy yeah. almost looks like Elliot on the cover. Uh and uh, Short Circuit, that was another fun one I, I liked a lot. Uh, Johnny Five. Yeah, Johnny Five, man. I mean, Yeah, and that, that was Steve Gutenberg, right? Yeah, the sequel yeah. had... Um, no, yeah, it was Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy. And then the sequel went with that uh, the white guy who played an Indian. Like, that, 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 that will never be shown again, right? <laughs> Because he's I a white dude that, completely yeah. doing an Indian and like impression or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. I never knew that. I always just thought he was an Indian guy until years later, uh, you know, I don't know, somehow I heard about that. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, they, I can't imagine they let them do that. So now I am having no job to speak about. I will have to smack the sidewalk. Um, and, and this isn't a good movie, but it is, <clears throat> it is interesting uh, what can happen if you let... Um, one of your favorite authors, or maybe your favorite author, if you let him make his own movie, and that was Maximum Overdrive. That came oh, out yeah. that year or two. So, yep, uh, Stephen King. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, as a note, um, Howard the Duck also came out that year, so take that for what it it's did. worth. It did. It did. What, is, others, your, what is your personal favorite 1986 movie? Uh, man. Well, I want to say... Uh, <laughs> I want to say Golden Child, but if I'm really looking at this list, um, out of this list, I, w- I would probably go Karate Kid 2. Well, I don't know, okay. over Aliens? Okay. No, I'd probably go Aliens. Yeah, I'm going Aliens. But, I mean, it's it really is mood-dependent for me, you know what I mean? Like, I really kind of think they're all equal. Like, the ones that I like, they really feel... It, you know, depending yeah. on the day, but um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go Aliens. I forgot Aliens was on that list. If I'm going to go with, yeah, I mean, it's like a triple tie for me. Aliens, Big Trouble, Little China, and the Transformers movie. Um, And then The Fly is hard to beat, too, man. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, It was a good year. Good year for movies. Um, Yeah, very good. But if I had to pick one, I would probably say Big Trouble, Little China. This is Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. I just love that movie. And that's fair. I, it does, yeah. I like that movie. It doesn't resonate with me the same as you. And maybe it's because I haven't seen it in a long time. So I'm going to have to pop that one in soon just to kind of, you know, remind me of how good that movie is. Well, I think as a kid, I just loved kung fu stuff. And I had all that cool kung fu and it had like, crazy wizards and like monsters yeah. i just it hit every note for me just loved it well i, I so. kind of think that's what it that golden child with eddie murphy i was a huge eddie murphy fan at the time 
and yeah. it did have some supernatural elements to it. So it was it was like a supernatural comedy, and I just thought that mm-hmm. was so great. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I'm willing to acknowledge it isn't as good as some of these other movies, but um, it is a personal favorite. All right, well, there you go. Let's move right into music. Um, this is the uh, top 10 songs according to Billboard magazine. Um, each year, the magazine released a year-end chart of the most popular songs across all genres called the Hot 100 Songs of the Year. And I just picked the top 10. So from 10, we've got Addicted to Love, Robert Palmer. Any, uh, you like that song? <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you right now, this list is horrible. I don't, yeah, much, I I don't like much it, on this list. I, I'm looking at the list, right? Um, yeah. That might be the best one out of this list that I'm looking at. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's because pretty Because I did, I did like the video, I think. I, Because you know, that's the one where the, the chicks are kind of dancing. And yeah. It looked very I, stylistic, I, I think. I, I yeah. think I like the video. I don't know. I, I, um, Nah. I, don't like I mean, that at song. the time, I didn't really care. I just, uh, I did, I was a MTV watcher at the time, so if there was a good video attached to it, sometimes I got a little connected to it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you one of the, you'll know which song that I like on this that I shouldn't like, <laughs> <laughs> just by what I just talked about in the last segment. But go ahead, let's go with number nine. Then you've got Kiri, Kiri, uh, Mr. Mister, which yeah. I like that song. That's a good song. I like that song, but uh, I kind of like their other big hit, and I can't think of it right now. But um, well, they've got that sets on here too. Uh, number it, five. Well, let's we'll get to it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's right there. I, I'm a bigger fan yeah. of the other one, but I, 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 agree. I do like that song. I agree. Yeah. So then you've got Burning Heart from Survivor, which was a Rocky Four song, which isn't isn't yeah. a great song to me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I know the song, but uh, eh, I'm surprised. That shows you how big that movie was. How was uh, Rocky yeah. Four not on our list? <laughs> but uh, it must have um, came well, out this year. Well, you know right? what? It came out. It came out in '85, I think. Really? And this song I saw was Rocky still on the Four. charts. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Rocky Four, I believe, was '85. It was in the list, but I know I did catch that it was it was uh, it came out in like late '85. I, I, I'm gonna say I feel like there's something wrong with this list, and I'll, I'll tell you when we get done to it. But I'm looking at an album that was released that year. I find it hard to believe that none of these songs are on that list, but we'll get there. Okay. 
Well, again, this is from there's there's all kind of lists. This is Billboard no, magazine. I, I, I'm not challenging you, buddy. I'm just saying I think <laughs> Billboard something's wrong because oh we'll see sure when we get there. But that's certainly probably true because these songs are, are some of these are awful. Um, <laughs> then you got Party All the Time from Eddie Murphy at number seven. Well, that's eh. one of my guilty pleasures from it because again I was yep. an Eddie Murphy fan, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, not so much on my end. No, I know. I listen. Um, plus, at the time, um, they, I remember this at a school. There's a lot of these songs that I'm gonna bring up that connect with me because of school dances. Yeah, if, yeah. You know what I mean. Yep. But go ahead. Then you got How Will I Know, Whitney Houston. No, no thanks. Um, Broken Wings, Mr. Mister. That's a decent song. That's a, yeah, that's a good song. That's, that's a now, big song. Let me just re- remind our or tell our listeners that this was prior to me. I was 11 years old in 86. So all I ever was exposed to was pop music on the radio. Yeah, what was so on this, the radio? Yeah, this was prior to me getting into rock. I actually got into rock the following year in 1987 when um, Hysteria came out from from, uh, Def Leppard and um, Appetite for Destruction came out. I was a little older and I was getting closer to teenage years. um, So I really got into music um, a lot the follow, you know, in the preceding years. But so that's why these songs, I mean, these songs are pop songs and it's hard to say what I liked and what I don't because I don't really like pop music that much at all. But that's all I ever listened to back then. that's why I was saying, you know, Broken Wings is I think is a decent song. That I for me that that one kind of resonates with me a little bit. These broken wings and learn to fly again, learn to live so free. When we hear the voices sing, the book of love will open up and let us in. Take these broken wings. Mr. Mister. Mister. Uh, number a good four. Song, dude. You don't have yeah. to defend it. It's still good. <laughs> um, on my own, Patty Labelle and Michael McDonald. Oh. I hated this song. Yes. My mom would listen to soft rock during this time, and anytime yeah. I was in the car with her, this damn duet because duets were huge in the eighties. I yes. hated this song. I hate it. I still hate it. I do too. It's awful. Um, yeah. I I miss you from Climax. I have no idea what that is. Um, I, I actually think played I it. do. Yeah, I have to hear it's it. Like, but it I, I, I played it and on my on my phone, and the picture was like six girls, and I just I don't know. I, I don't think I ever heard. I think I did hear it, but it just. Oh, you know what? I know this song because this is this is a dance. That, like I said, a lot of these will relate to school dances. That this mm-hmm. was the song. I, I but I don't know how it's number three. I, I call a little BS yeah. on that, but we'll <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Duke. I'm calling. I, I, BS I agree. On some of these. How is this song I barely ever heard number three? I agree. I don't know what's right. going on here, but. Then you've got Say You, Say Me, Lionel Richie. Now, I do like Lionel Richie, um, and I do like yeah, that song. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is okay, this is why I honestly, I, but it does say you're in chart, so I wonder if it's from that month, because um, how is Lionel Richie, that album, if Say You, Say Me, did, I'm trying to think what else was on that album, but 
It wasn't the album that had Hello on it, but man, I can't imagine he only had well, one hit from an album. This says uh, year-end chart of the most popular songs across all genres. So I I'm don't reading know how it. Can... I, I, I believe you. It's the Hot 100 songs of the year. I, I agree. No, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking out loud. It. I'm just thinking out loud what they mean by that. I'm like, do they mean, how do they collect? Was this what, a poll or was this based on chart uh Single sales, even though singles well, were a big Yeah, thing, exactly. But. Or could it be radio play? How often they were played on the radio yeah. or something like that. So I don't know what they mean by most popular songs across all genres. I'm not sure how they got that information or what statistics they were using. I, I don't know. but So number one, we've got That's What Friends Are For, Donnie Warwick, they Gladys Knight. That, that, oh. Yeah, that was played a lot. Stevie um, Wonder, I, can, I can see how this is on the list, though. I, I oh. can't. I'm not saying it's a personal favorite, but this was a big hit at the time. They played it a lot. Oh, uh, I'm as soon as I hear that one. harmonica, I just want to vomit. It's just, I hate this song. Okay, that's Stevie Wonder's <laughs> harmonica. How dare you? <laughs> What's that? That's Stevie Wonder's harmonica. How dare you? Uh, I'm just saying, I don't like the song. As soon as I hear the opening of the song, I'm like, please turn this off. I'm, I, it's like we're shopping in Kmart again. It's all you hear at the department stores or something. That, yeah, that's That kind true. of music. So right, let, um, let, let me go over let me go over some songs that I'm shocked that aren't on this list. Okay. All right. Am I cutting you off? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, okay. Top Gun was a huge, huge hit. So was this song "Take My Breath Away" by Berlin. There's yep. no way that wasn't a top ten song. No way. I'm. I. That's. I just feel like that's fraudulent. I heard that song <laughs> so much. That that definitely was a dance song. If that song came on. You oh yeah. Slow dance. You oh, were yeah. out there on the floor during Take My Breath Away. Um, matter of fact, there was other um, there was other Whitney Houston songs from that year I'm surprised aren't on this list. But I didn't find them because I wasn't really looking her up specifically. But again, Madonna had an album that year. Um, a couple hits off of Papa Don't Preach and um, Live to Tell. I can't find the rest of the tracks, but those are two that stood out to me. It's like... Yeah, anything Madonna put out at that time was huge. Uh, another big hit from that time was True Colors by uh, uh, Cyndi Lauper. Like, mm-hmm. That's oh, surprising yeah. that that didn't knock off Burning Heart by Survivor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Um, but a couple of personal favorites. Uh, Prince had a song, Kiss. Um, there was a one-hit wonder girl. Her name was Stacy Q. She had Two of Hearts. That was a very popular song. Um, Venus by uh, Bananarama. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Nasty, Bo- Nasty by Janet Jackson. That was a huge hit. Uh, yep. Uh, Rumors no. by the Timex Social Club, like that was another big hit. At least you know we did listen. You know we like my little circle. We were probably more into the pop hip hop time during that. Yeah, but that was yeah. a that was a pretty big song though. Stuck on You by Huey Lewis and the News. I love that song. Um, Mad About You by Belinda Carlisle. That was another. Don't get me wrong by the Pretenders. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. You, you add in some stuff. I'm just I'm I'm going through this. Well, I'm trying to see if there's another. Here's 10. official top 40 best-selling songs of 1986. Um, so well, this would be a different. Well, look, know. even something like Wang Chong, "Everybody Have Fun Tonight." You can't turn on like one of those pop stations, you know, like the, like the, you know, like those greatest hits pop stations now, and not hear this song at least once a week. 
You know what I mean? Sledgehammer so, yeah. by Petey Gabriel. I can't wait by New Shoes. So this Walk is this even way weirder. by Run DMC. Come this on. This is even weirder list. So this is official top 40 best selling songs of 86. The number one song, Don't Leave Me This Way by the Communards. Who is that? No, don't leave me this way. Wait a minute. This is like a different country. Hang on a second here. <laughs> you got the wrong country. The Communards. <laughs> a bunch of commies? What are you talking about? You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi came out in 86, Duke. Shout to the heart and you're too late, darling. You give love a bad name. Okay, let me finish this list. So then we've got number two, Every Loser Wins, Nick Barry. I Want to Wake Up With You, Boris. How could this be right? No, you got the wrong country, buddy. Um, well, the um, computer. Pop, no Papa chance. Don't Preach. <laughs> Okay. Papa Don't Preach is on here at number eight, though. Yeah, then but got, she did. Uh, she tra- she could have charted in another country, though. All right, so I don't know. I don't know. These maybe people just had bad, didn't have good as taste as we did. In Over Manic because... Monday by the Bengals. Come on, that song played every yeah. single day for months. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing, and even yeah. on on a non Monday. They even played it on Tuesday, Bill. I mean, Bill, sorry. <laughs> Close sorry, enough. Sorry, that's the first time I did that. It's like the girlfriend thing when you say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm pulling my I'm pulling up a list. This is top 100 hits. Yeah, this is the same list cuz it's from Billboard. It's you know, that's what friends are for. Say you say me, I miss you from Climax. Yeah, it's the same exact list. So it's coming up multiple, multiple times. So I don't know. If You Leave by OMD, that's another big hit. So I found this other list that is more, this is just somebody's, um, some websites list, the 100 greatest songs from 86. And this had much more relatable songs to me. Like you said, Walk This Way from Run DMC and Aerosmith is on here. You got um, Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. That was a big hit. I like that song a lot. Pop It On Free, Sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, Final Countdown from Europe. That That's another big hit. That's huge. Yeah. These are all great songs from 86. These, these stand out more to me than that list, that the top 10 list that we just went over. Yeah. Corny, I mean, like... I, I don't, I'm not disputing the list. I, b- I believe that list could be accurate to some degree, but I, I'm surprised. I am too. Because, like, Genesis was huge. They've got multiple songs. Uh, Land of Confusion was uh, 86. I, that was a huge album. True Colors, Cindy Lauper's on here. Um, yep. Lean on Me. Um, let's see. That here. was a big album because that was uh, from that from the Stand by Me soundtrack. Wanted Dead, Dead or Alive from Bon Jovi. That was awesome. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They had a yeah. that was the slippery when wet. Yeah, yeah. So this this is much more uh, to me. This this screams '86 more than that elevator music list we just read off. Right. <laughs> You know? but, but again, either way, these were songs from 86, and they, regardless of what we think about these in particular, they were hits. They were yeah. all hits. Yeah. I mean, everything you read was a hit. It just maybe not have been a hit to us. Oh, here we go. Master of Puppets from Metallica was 86. Yeah, see, that's a, that blows my mind. Like, I think about... Uh, you know, like uh, well, I mean, that uh, wasn't something you ever heard on the radio back no, then. No, I know, that, but that right, was... no, 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 not not that it wasn't on the list. But I think about how far ahead of the curve they were. Like, Ride the Lightning is like '84. I'm like, what? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that that came out. And I, that would have blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, I guess that covers uh, most of our music uh, topic there. Um, well, I think we would have had a better list if uh, oh, yeah. we created it, I'm sure. 
So I, I did put my personal favorite song from 86. I just picked Master of Puppets because it was only like heavy metal song that I saw yeah. on there. Well, but, I, I um, see your little note. That, I mean, you just put MPM, and I was like, what? The yeah, Master of Puppets, Metallica. No, yeah. I, I know now. It makes sense. Like, a minute ago, I was waiting. Like, can you finish the word? <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess um, next we can roll right into TV shows. Uh, yeah. I have next here. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the top tie, uh, top five TV shows in 1986 were number five, The Golden Girls. Chris, were you a fan? Oh, yeah. I, I, I uh, would watch this when I'd come to my grandparents' house. And um, I took it over when I went home. I would watch it, and, and it, be, it went into syndication, not in 86, but um, whenever it went into syndication, I would watch it. It's a great show. Uh, I didn't watch that one much. Um, I, I think I caught it from time to time, so I kind of watched it casually, but uh, I never hated it or anything. I just never had too much interest in you know old ladies when there was other cooler stuff to watch So <laughs> when I was 11 years old. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly understand. I don't know what to tell you. It's a good show, man. <laughs> Give it a try, Duke. Maybe you relate more now, I guess. Well, I guess there's uh, Betty White is still still kicking, right? No. She died in December. Oh, that's right. She just died. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Well, she was the last one left, wasn't she? Out of the three of them? Uh, I don't know. Well, there's four, but I don't know. Oh, there's four? Yeah. Yeah. Shows you how much I know about the show. It's okay. Let's move on from the Golden Girls. All right. So then we got (laughs) Murder, She Wrote was number four. My wife loved that show. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, that's another one I would watch with my grandmother. That one I didn't really care for when I went home. Golden Girls I could get into. 30-minute sitcom, comedy. Murder, She Wrote, hour-long drama. Eh, wasn't too much into it. Yeah, never watched it much myself. Number three, we have Cheers, which is an awesome show. Yeah, now you're talking my language. This was easily the best show on this list pretty close anyways it's awesome yep i remember when i was you know probably this age i wasn't allowed to watch it came on nine o'clock and i had to go to bed mm-hmm. and it was an adult show so i wasn't allowed to watch cheers because they talked about sex and beer and stuff like that so i wasn't sure. allowed to watch it so well let me ask you this um who who do you prefer um trying to remember their name diane or diane or uh christy alley christy alley yeah yeah, I forget her name on the show, but um, I mean, I could think of it, but let's not waste time. Uh, I, I was more attracted to Christy Alley. Um, I like going Diane back, be, being objective, though, well, let me get there. Uh, being objective, <laughs> I think Diane was a better, there was better chemistry with the two. Mm, yeah. Um, and the storyline was better with Diane, especially when you added yeah. Frazier into the mix. But uh, I, I at the time, now granted, I don't know which one. I know Christy, I mean, I wouldn't say she aged that well. But um, at the time, I felt like Christy Alley was prettier. But, you know, they're both whatever. I always found her annoying, Christy Alley. Kirsty Alley, whatever her name is. Listen, Just her screechy you're, you're voice. You're into the character, man. I'm talking about the person. Like, the person? <laughs> The, the guy, actor? what does she look like? I think she's prettier. Oh, oh. I, I'm not talking about the mythical character, the, <laughs> the voice she threw on. I'm talking about the person. I think she's prettier. But um, but, but Diane was, she had character flaws. I think they were pretty much a similar thing. They just flipped it, and they gave uh, Christy Alley's character power over him, whereas Diane had the sexual power over him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah. Christy Alley was his boss, and... 
I remember really yeah. hating that storyline when he came back, you know, because he had sold his bar and now he was just a bartender and like that bummed me out. Like I always yeah. wanted him to get the bar back, but it was pretty clever writing because it kind of gave you a story arc, something to shoot mm-hmm. for, you know? Yep. Yep. And number two is probably my favorite on this list, and that's Family Ties. Yeah, great. great. That I definitely watched every Monday, and then when it went to syndication, I I didn't watch it initially, like when it first came out. I might not have watched it. If this was a new to 86, I I didn't. uh, I think it came out before 86, but we're talking about the top shows of the year. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I was all about it. It was a great show. Yeah, of course, Michael Keaton always stole the show. I'm Batman. Well, it wasn't supposed to be the Michael Keaton show when it started. It was supposed to be the... Not Michael Keaton. What's his name? Well, he was Michael P. Keaton. Michael Keaton's the guy from Batman. Yeah, right. Oh, Uh, is that why? Well, his his name was... He was Mike... Wasn't he Michael P. Keaton on the... No, I don't think so. Michael Keaton... On the show? Wasn't that his character's name? What's the actor's name? I can't... I'm slipping my mind right now. I'm going to let uh, you keep slipping. Go ahead. No, no, no. What's... (laughs) Michael J. Um, Fox? Michael... Michael... Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Okay. Fox, yes. right? Okay, so maybe I'm mixing no, his he was, real he name. Was Al- okay, hold on. You mixed them up. He's Alex Keaton. Okay, and okay. he's Michael J. Fox. <laughs> there we go. Right. <laughs> right. I got three people mixed up. I got Batman and uh, the guy from Back to the Future and the guy from Family Ties all wrapped up into one person. But whatever. But anyway, it was a good show. Uh, really good chemistry between the characters and his sisters and everything. Um, so always like that show. Yeah. And number one, why don't you say this one, Chris? <laughs> oh, what, the Cosby Show. Um, yeah. You know what though? At the time, it was it was. I don't know how it was in your household, but in mine, it was, was great. Show. It we was. loved it. No. We watched it every week. It was must see TV. He was the biggest star on television. This was the biggest show on television. No um, doubt. No doubt. It was awesome, it was... and it sucks that it, you know, it's gonna, it would be hard to go back and rewatch it now with all things considered. Yeah. But uh, if you could separate yourself from that, and if you lived through the time, it would be. It was a great show to watch. It had a spinoff show, a different world, which I got into as well. Um, I just thought it was a great show. And I, it was, and I, that. it was huge. Bro. No, no, we we as a family absolutely love that show. We all all watched it every single time it came on and my father loved it and uh yeah lots of memories watching that show i think it got kind of weird towards the end as the kids got a little older i remember yeah. being it got a little uncomfortable not uncomfortable just it just didn't have the same kind of rhythm as it did when the kids were younger i think so kind of to me it lost a little bit of, a, of its flair as it aged but well yeah, I, was, I remember it liking it so much and when i would come to my grandparents i got them watching it uh, that wasn't necessarily something they watched, but I was like, "Hey, can I watch the Cosby Show?" And and then when yeah. I came back the next time, they had continued to watch it, so I was kind of proud of myself yeah. that I got <laughs> them onto a show. That's cool. All right. Well, next I put on here Saturday morning cartoons that debuted in 1986, and there were 11 new cartoons that debuted in '86. And I'll right. start with 11. Uh, Foofer, which I'm not familiar with. Are you? It says kissy fur on here. Did no, it no, number eleven. On you? Number eleven. Oh, I only, I only got a top six. Oh, really? Wait a minute. Oh, 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 nope. It, I'm sorry. It, uh, it, set, it split on me. Okay. <laughs> it went to a second page. Uh, you're right. Uh, Foofer. Don't really remember that. That yeah. definitely wasn't in my rotation. 
Then you have Galaxy High School. I don't remember that one either. I I did. I watched that one. That one came on, I believe, after another one that's on this list. Uh, it was in the same block as like like three of them that was on this list. Um, so I did watch Galaxy High. Uh, it it, it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, what's that movie where the kid plays the arcade game and then um, he gets taken out into space. You know. Oh, you talking about the last Starfighter? Yes, it kind of okay. reminded me of that. I think they ripped off the idea from the last Starfighter because it was like a, or even it was like a maybe Harry Potter ripped this off because it was essentially a kid who got taken from Earth and he was able he went he got to go to Galaxy High which had all these different aliens in it. So it was a high hmm. school out in the galaxy, if I remember the plot, uh, something like that. So. You kind, you know, back then. Well, even now, I guess to some degree. But back then, like um, every TV show would give you, would catch you up. You would see the little beginning. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Yeah. Like the different strokes. It would let you know, hey, this was a kid. These kids needed uh, help. This rich man adopted them. So you knew where you were at, no matter what you, what right. episode you popped in on. Well, Galaxy High was kind of the same way. It kind of told you the whole little story, but. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's a great cartoon. Obviously, I don't think you could find it on DVD or anything, so it didn't resonate that well, but I yeah. did watch it. Then number nine is Wildfire. I'm not familiar with that one either. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, Pound Puppies, number eight. That was yeah, for girls, see, that, so I didn't that watch was that. More, yeah, I didn't watch that either. That was more of a, a girl cartoon. Uh, number seven, Teen Wolf. Uh, don't remember watching that, that one too much. Yeah, did you really? I watched that. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to find those VHS. Every now and then, someone will be selling those tapes on Instagram, and I always miss it. That's a great show. Oh, really? Did it run yeah, for multiple I, seasons? or? Uh, if I remember correctly, maybe two, maybe three. But I don't think it was two. It wasn't a long-running show like some of these. But a lot of these shows didn't get more than a couple seasons. I think they, <laughs> yeah. they figured kids' attention span, you wanted to come with something new. Because they wanted to sell mm-hmm. you new toys, you know. Yeah. Because that's what this all this was was a vessel to sell toys. So. Of course, yeah, in the eighties. Um, and then we have Kissy Fur, which I don't think I watched that either. No. Nope. I don't even know what nope. that is. Um, Laser Tag Academy. I don't remember watching that either. Nope. Um, the Flintstone Kids. I watched that number four. Yeah, because I was a yeah. Flintstone fan, so I, I tuned into it. It was. I watched it a little bit. Yeah, you know, it was okay. Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show, that was good. Yeah, I mean, this that one's a little deceptive because it might have debuted there, but all they were doing was repackaging all the old <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Tweety. Mm-hmm, yeah. All the Bugs it Bunny cartoons, repackaging them, putting a, putting a new intro to it, just showing all the old cartoons. But again, it was a monster show. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Looney Tunes uh, in no. my book. Um, the real Ghostbusters, that was a big hit. I like, I like that show a lot. Yeah, I did too. But it's weird because in my market, I don't remember seeing it on Saturdays. I remember seeing it like, a, it was like a preschool, sh- like a before school. Hmm. Like I'd, I'd have to get up like a seven to watch it or something like that. So really? maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but hmm. maybe it's a faulty memory. Maybe I did watch it. On, I don't really remember. I watched all the episodes, so I, I saw them somewhere. Yep. And and then, well, we're going to uh, have a little controversy on this one. You know, you're going to get Kevin worked up. Oh, uh, no, because it's not a cartoon, know, huh? It's not really Pee-wee's, a cartoon. Pee-wee's Playhouse, my favorite. Love that show. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> We've talked man. about it at length, but I just thought it's 
Pee Wee Herman it was is, uh, was ahead of his time, and he's a comedic genius in, in a lot of ways, if you ask me. And the show was just so... And I was, you know, uh, again, I, it probably wasn't really for my age, 11, 12 years old, whatever, but it resonated with me. I just love the escapism of it. Just this silly place you could just go and have fun, and it was safe, and there's all kind of gadgets and puppets, and I just loved it. It was just, it really, it really... Um, well, it did well, so obviously it resonated with a lot of kids, but I just thought it was genius. Really, really liked that show. Yep. Huge hit. Loved it. Watched it all the time. Yep. All right, so let's get into top 10 selling toys of 1986. At number 10, we have Muscle Toys, which our friend Matt Bandy is a fan of. He showed some off on one of the collector's shows. Uh, I had those as well as a kid, and it's the weirdest thing. I don't know why. I liked them so much. I'm not sure why they were popular, but they they just, for some reason, I just liked them. They were just little figures that they weren't posable or anything. They were pretty small, like two inches high, and they were just a bunch of different monsters in single poses, and they were all pink. <laughs> so it, it was just fun to collect them. It was one of the first things I ever remember kind of collecting. You know, um, you know I had a whole kind of like bin of them. Uh, I, I have one uh, right now that is one of the ones that I found it in one of the, an old box from my mom. So it's actually one of the ones I had as a kid. But I don't know where the rest of them are, but I still have one on my shelf over here. But did you ever have any muscle toys? I never had one. I still don't oh, have really? one. Yeah. <laughs> I had friends that had them, but it wasn't something that, which is ironic because this is the year, um, 85, 86 was the year I got into watching wrestling. So, I just think I I didn't like them because they felt like a knockoff. Like I I'd rather got the wrestling figures, but uh, I think they're really cool. And there is one that I want. And we talked about it on the show, but it's, or maybe I talk about it somewhere. But uh, the one that has the, the like a VCR on his head or something. That's <laughs> yeah. Or I had that is one. A TV or a VCR or something like that. I think I it's a VCR. I think you're right. Yeah, I definitely want to get that one. That one's cool. Yeah, I mean, again, looking at them, I don't know why they were so appealing, but. For some reason, they were. I don't know why. I mean, you couldn't do anything yeah. with them. You couldn't really play no, with them. You I, just... I preferred like the toys with a little bit of articulation. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they're again, they were more just a collectible thing than a, than yeah. a toy. Yeah, no, no, but... no, no. I, I'm not knocking it, buddy. I just I'm telling you from my <laughs> child, the, the the toy, what I would have wanted, and I I'd never had them. Yeah. Well, number nine, we got something right up your alley. WWF figures were number number nine. Yeah, I didn't have any of these either because during this time, I I didn't get a ton of toys. Well, I did, but it wasn't these. Um, I, I'm surprised I didn't have any of them, but I did get them a few years later, like in the aftermarket, like some other kids giving them to me kind of thing or trading toys. Um, that, but again, there's no real articulation to them. They're just stiff rubber figures. Yep. You know? Yep. And they're cool. It was LJN. I mean, it was cool stuff, and they're cool to collect now. There's a couple of pricey ones if you can find them, but... Um, so I had yeah. the ones uh, that you put on your thumb, and you kind of, you kind of like... Yeah, those are you cool. You literally sucked your thumb up their butt, and right. you thumb wrestled with them, but I had a couple mm-hmm. of those. I think I had Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan of those. If you can find the Macho Man one, I found one that his hand was chewed off, and I sold it for like 65 bucks. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that, that was <laughs> really sought after. Yeah, it's pretty sought after. Interesting. All right, so next we have uh, laser tag, which was absolutely huge um, mm-hmm. for a pretty short-lived period of time, though. 
Uh, I think I talked about this before. I had the knockoff laser tag as a kid called Photon. And, um, <laughs> but laser tag was really, really popular. They had really good marketing for it. Do you remember the commercial where they were on like skateboards in this like arena? And they're, like, yeah. going on, like, a half pipe, and they're, like, doing flips and everything and shooting each other. And they all had these cool helmets and flashing lights. It was, like, the coolest marketing. I wanted that so bad. But it was expensive, so I never got the actual laser tag. I got the photon guns. Um, but, yeah, it was quite the phenomenon there for a while. And they, as we mentioned before, there was a cartoon uh, that was based on it. Um, again, I don't remember watching the cartoon, but the toys were really, really popular. Did you ever uh, play or have uh, yeah. laser tag? Uh, I did. No, I didn't have it. I had a friend who got it for Christmas, and uh, I don't know. I think he was like stingy with it or something, or he only got one. Or I don't know. I just remember never really being able to play. I played with the gun a little bit, but we never, we never did the laser tag thing. But it was cool. Yeah, I always thought the laser gun looked really cool too. It had a really cool design. Yeah, I have one. Yeah, I, I have one. Do you now, really? So if oh, you man. get one, I come and visit you. Maybe we can go play laser tag <laughs> play in the field tag. or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So okay, next we have my favorite Transformers number yeah, seven. These were huge. Um, the, the the line didn't come out this year, but this was the second line, right? This was the one that had like Rodimus Prime and stuff like that, right? I think this was a newer um, movie. Yes, because this was the year the movie came out in 86. Right. Yeah, so this so, would have yeah, been. And, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. But it counts because it's a new toy line, even though it was a continuation. Yeah. But again, mm -hmm. um, for sure. Because there was two. And another one we forgot to mention earlier uh, G.I. Joe the movie came out the same year as well. Oh, did it? When we were talking about when you brought up Transformers, I was going to mention mm -hmm. it. I forgot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they both came out the exact same I time. actually have that on VHS. Because they had a very similar thing. I have them both, and I love them. It's awesome. Now, I, I didn't... Was G.I. Joe the movie released in theaters? I don't think it did. I think they made it and didn't release it in theaters because I don't think Transformers got the didn't make the money they thought they were going to make, so they uh, chopped it up into the five-part TV movie. Mm, okay. That's gonna so sound, I, I don't in, ever, yeah, remember seeing that in theaters. I don't think it. I don't think it. I'm pretty sure about this. Uh, you know, someone could correct us on on our uh, Discord if they want. But um, I think that it was going to go to theaters, but because of the response of the Transformers, as a matter of fact, they even changed the ending because uh, Duke was supposed to die in in GI Joe. And oh, I man. think when they got the backlash of uh, Optimus Prime dying, they're like, <laughs> yeah, Duke's not going to die. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then we have Cabbage Patch Kids, which, of course, was an absolute phenomenon. Oh, huge. Uh, that's where People you got the, in the face infamous imagery of, yeah, the, the, the stupid mothers trying to grab the toys from each other and there's big riots and everything and the department stores. Yeah, again, this is another one that I think this must have been a second version of them because I'm pretty sure the original line came out in '84. Same thing with Transformers. Well, so well, this, this must is have just been top. This is just or top just selling. Top selling toys. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, yeah, never mind. So. Forget all that. Yeah. Okay, that makes. sense. <laughs> but I remember it was funny. My mom used to make her own uh, cabbage patch kit. My mom was a big sewer and you know crafter, and she would make her own. Um, dolls that looked just like the Cabbage Patch Kids and she would somehow get like the plastic head and then she would just make her own body that was very similar and that's what my sisters had was the homemade ones 
<laughs> Which, did they get you know, picked on at school or <laughs> uh probably just like i did for having the no name clothes and you know everything generic but that's just how, did, uh, that's how we did rolled she, did she sign the xavier roberts oh on the, the butt? butt no no but oh, she okay. did sew a butt on there i remember looking well, when i was a kid you have was to like, have oh. a butt if you're gonna have a cabbage patch <laughs> yeah but yeah my sisters had uh knockoff cabbage patch kids just like i had knockoff uh laser tag that's just how it was in the Mildenberger family in, in 86. <laughs> yep. Um, and next we have another great toy line, which is Mask. We yeah, talked about that. My se- yeah. yeah, this was, would be, uh, looking at this list, I would have put this my second favorite. Even though I love Transformers, but there was something about Mask that I liked, I really loved, or resonated with me, because it was kind of like marrying G.I. Joe and Transformers. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, for sure. I thought that was just awesome, and I loved the cartoon. Uh, I was bummed when they, you know, they canceled it or just stopped showing it. I just remember thinking, like, man, this is so cool. Um, yeah, same. The, yeah, everything about it was cool. I, I dig the song and all of it. I mean, they all had good songs, though. Uh, Transformers yeah. and you know, yeah. the other ones on this. But, yeah, that, that was a great, great toy line. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it a little bit last episode, but I really liked how the scale was a little smaller. It just it had a – the toys had a nice feel because they were kind of – a little bit smaller than like G.I. Joe's and, and Star Wars toys, but they had great mechanics. You know, they all kind of had like a gimmick, like uh, the one that I have that had, was the Jeep that the boat shot out of, and they had a, right. a motorcycle that turned into a helicopter. So, yeah, like yeah, you said, they kind of married Transformers and, and G.I. Joe. But yeah, it was great. They were great toys and very well put together, and yeah, good stuff. And then number four, we've got uh, Teddy Ruxpin, which was a big hit, of course. That was so talking, creepy, too. yeah. yeah. I have I never one of them one. sitting around here somewhere. I found it at a yard sale for a buck, and uh, I've been meaning to put a tape into it to see if it were. I just never got around to it, but damn, that thing is creepy. <laughs> yeah. I think it, uh, matter of fact, I think I stuck it in the closet because I didn't want it to murder me while I was sleeping. I know, you, you mentioned that before. So that, that had a cassette tape in it, is that correct? Yeah, you put a cassette in the back, and then, uh, but you, I, I I think it would put. I think it would play anything you put in it, but it was designed to put in the Teddy Ruxpin tapes, and then he would tell you a story. Ah, okay. So, so he didn't his, say like random things like "Hey, be my friend" or whatever. He just it was like well, a he told yeah, stories. Yeah, he had an introductory tape where you would put in and be like, "Hi, I'm Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends?" And I think we're gonna. Well, this was in the commercial. We're gonna be. You're, we're gonna like playing together or something. Show and tell time. Another teddy bear? My teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin. He talks, he tells stories, he... Four batteries not included. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? Yeah. I really enjoy talking to people. I would like... Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. But I think that was like an introductory tape, or maybe it was side one of every tape. I really don't know, but because I never had one. But um, mm-hmm. you know, thinking back on the commercial, that was always the crap that he would tell you. But I'm pretty sure he would read you a story or something, and you can get the idea would be you'd have to go back and buy more Teddy Ruxpin tapes. All right. And then put so how did the how did the mouth move with the the sound? Was it sound well, activated? I mean, it was basically watching a kung fu movie, you know. <laughs> right. Like it it would well, the, the the mouth would just move and 
know. Well, you I know that, use your but imagination, like, dude. if you if you made sounds, like, would it would the mouth move too? Like, was no, it hearing no, no, its no. own? It, it, okay. it, right. No, it was only the tape. If you put the tape in, the eyes and the mouth would move because I of the see. tape. Okay. If you're not, I, I got to get a hold of one of these. Yeah, I, I I need to get mine going. I, I first have to dig it out, but um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just stick the cassette in it and press play, and then he starts doing stuff. I gotta, I gotta get one of these moves. things and take it apart and see how it works. Well, yeah. he even has a he has a little like a horse too or something. A Some horse, sort of little playmate. Yeah, I think it was a horse. He had something extra. Hmm. Don't remember that. I got. I got. I got to look into this. Right, I'm, I'm telling maybe, you, maybe a, it'll be my a, new repair there, video. We'll be repairing a Teddy Ruxpin doll. Well, you can repair my Teddy Ruxpin. I'll mail it to you, and if it needs repair, and you can you can repair it for me. Number three, we've got Barbie, which I don't have much to say about that. It was a you know huge hit when yeah, I huge, was a kid, yeah. and well, yeah. when everybody was a kid for years. I remember my sister, my older sister, had a Barbie. This was before they had like the mansion. This was like a. Yeah. I don't know, like a like a laminated cardboard kind of thing where you kind of like unfolded it, and it was like a little Barbie house, and then you could collapse it back down. I think, but that was, uh, I guess, the precursor to the all the big, you know, fancier toys, the the Corvettes and the big mansion house and all the stuff that came out later. But she had the older stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was super popular, and then. You know, I don't know how they kept selling the same thing over and over and over. I guess just different outfits and different clothes. And then then you had the sister. Well, di- different professions. That's right. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Barbie. And, and then yeah. the, then it would be like bathing suit Barbie, roller skate Barbie, you know, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. And then number two, pound puppies. They were absolutely uh, huge. I remember yeah. that. I never yeah. had one, but. I actually had a friend, you know, no judgment on the dude, whether you know, whatever, but he, I remember at the age he got it, I'm like, you asked for pound puppies? Like, what? <laughs> and he got pound well, puppies. We were the same, as a matter of fact, I think he was a year older than me. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he wanted my, them. Um, <clears throat> my wife's little brother had a pound puppy, and it was like his, you know how like a kid has like a blanket that they carry around everywhere? That was like his, his little comfort, comfort toy, whatever. Yeah, security blanket, right. And it was this like mangy old, pound puppy that was all you know gnarled up and stained and everything i just think it was so disgusting but yeah he had one of those well eric but, if um, you're listening i'm sorry for putting you on blast dude uh but you were <laughs> you were kind of lame for having that pound puppy. <laughs> especially when there's like toys like number one gi joe's yeah. yeah now this one out of all of them on the list this was by far my favorite um, they yep. were compatible with star Wars figures which i still had some of mine at the time and um I was really big into the cartoon. Um, this year, this was like a reboot year for the cartoon as well. They introduced Sergeant Slaughter, William the Refrigerator Perry, and mm-hmm, yep. um, uh, Sepentor was a big, big thing. I yep. actually, that's my grandmother bought me Sepentor. I had the Cobra Terradrome. Like, I mean, I, I dug it oh, all man. the. the the, the they they uh, the the dreadnoughts thunder machine was another one that I I had that and um, they had some, they introduced some new dreadnoughts like they had a pretty cool introductory uh, introductory cartoon of that year that showed you all the new characters basically and uh, even on the right. good guy side they had some new characters um, like quick kit I think he was out like he was like the little karate guy 
I think that was yes, a quick kick. I remember him. Yeah, and I dug him. That was another one that I had from that year. Uh, General Hawk was introduced in this line, which I hated. That now, see, you talk about you're all hung up on these dudes getting new girlfriends in the movies. <laughs> I hated this because okay, when I first started watching, here's a mini GI Joe rant. Duke was the boss, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then somewhere along the line, they were pushing Flint. Flint was getting the big push. Like, somehow (laughs) he was the boss. (laughs) Yeah, like, he became the boss, right? Like, he didn't have rank over Duke, but a lot of the cartoons just didn't have Duke in anymore. Like, Duke and Scarlet became, uh, not Duke and Scarlet, Duke and, yeah, Duke and Scarlet became. Scarlet, yeah. They became old news, and and it was all about Flint and Lady J. That was, like, what pushed uh-huh. a big chunk of cartoons. And then, during this time, out of nowhere, they bring in this General Hawk. I'm like, who the heck is General Hawk? Or or maybe it was Commander Hawk or whatever. I think it was General Hawk. But whatever this dude was, I'm like, I mean, this dude sucks. You know, he didn't, there was nothing, you know, like, the Sergeant Slaughter was cool. Um, the Fridge, I don't really even think, I don't even remember him in the cartoon. I think they just did that mail away to get... Uh, William Perry, but um, General uh, Sergeant Slaughter was awesome because you know, like I was into wrestling. Even though Sergeant mm-hmm. Slaughter was kind of before my time during that era, he he was more into other territories like AWA and stuff that I didn't see. Like I don't remember his early WWF run. That was before I was watching, but um, I knew of him though because from the wrestling magazines, I was like, oh, dude, this is cool. And um, yeah, and this was before he. Uh, did the turncoat and became the Iraqi sympathizer, but that wasn't until the nineties, but that's a different story. All right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this was a cool time, man. Like I really liked the relaunch. Um, I have to say like between the two relaunches, I preferred the GI Joe relaunch over the transformers because again, you know, they try to replace Optimus prime and Megatron. Like what? Get out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like definitely I some questionable, that. um, tactics were used they they were i think too want much you to buy new toys yeah they were too much on the business side and not enough on the you know what the kids wanted they weren't in touch yeah. with that um yeah. but yeah gi joe toys i had quite a few i, I really like gi joe's a lot as well i i picked transformers over them as far as you know which toy i like better but yeah. um i had That's quite fair. a few i had the the his his tank i had the jeep i had the what's that like, like a helicopter, not a helicopter. I got it on my thing over there. It's um, some kind of flying vehicle that has like, a, it's like a jet, like a one man uh-huh. jet type thing with like skis on, like a like a helicopter would have. Yeah. I had that as a kid. Um, I never had any of the real big sets, but I had a lot of the vehicles, and I remember love getting them for Christmas because I like putting together models, and they were like putting together a model. You had to put the stickers on there, yep. and put the whole thing together, and break the pieces off, and snap the wheels on. And I always really enjoyed that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So they're really fun to put together. And I had, I had quite a few of the characters. I don't remember. I remember I had the Crimson Twins. I had Duke and Scarlet. Oh, those and all are, the, yeah, those, I love those yeah. too, man. Uh, um, uh, Destro. I had Destro with the Silverhead. Yeah. Well, you know, so had, by far the Cobra had the better figures. I mean, you had Cobra yeah. Commander, which you can get two of them with the shield on or the cloth. So Pentor, yep, yep. Major Blood, Destro, the Crimson Twins, the Dreadnoughts, Zartan, you know, like they had the, even when, see during this time, this is also when they were probably trying to appease um, 
you know, like, because they had those restrictions on, you know, like, violence in cartoons. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they instead of, like, <clears throat> shooting a guy, they couldn't do that. So they introduced the bots, or the bats, the battle android troopers. So then they could, right. and it's so funny, because when I go back and watch those cartoons now, when they're like, what are these? They're robots. Well, let's tear them up. You know, and it's like, they're basically <laughs> telling you, it's okay, kids, because they're robots. They're not <laughs> real people. He wanted you to know, like, I'm right. going to break this robot in half. You know, it's like, okay. All right, yep. Sarge. And the um, the packaging was always cool for the characters because they had those cards on the back where it had, uh, like, the little yeah. bio or whatever on the character. Uh, Transformers did something similar as well, but it was always cool to read the back of the uh, the packaging with the character card on there and everything. And you could cut those out and collect them. I never knew anybody did that, but you could cl- cut those cards out, right? Am I, am I thinking of that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the back bio. of the packaging. Yeah, you have yeah. like a dotted line. You're supposed to cut it out, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So nobody I knew, you know, cut them out, but um, it was still cool reading the bios. They had great artwork too. They were nice paintings of each character mm-hmm. uh, and like an action pose. So that was something that kind of stood out to me as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah I can really see cool. why GI Joe was number one. They were they were certainly a very popular toy yep. uh, in 1986. So, kind of lastly on here, I got I just kind of jotted down some defining events of 1986 that kind of, you know, stand out. Uh, of course, we have the Challenger exploded in 1986. Um, yeah. I, I'd give you a quick story about that. You might have a similar one, but um, uh, we were in class, and uh, the, the teacher had brought in the television. Yep, same. And, Put it on and was yep. like, "Hey, we're gonna watch this." It was really early too. It was like at the, right at the beginning of the game, the the because I believe the shuttle was uh, delayed a little bit because of ice, and so we were able to watch it because I'm on the west coast, and uh, they put that thing in there and we're sitting there watching it and and uh, there it goes, there it goes the countdown and they had we watched all the hype about you know the first teacher and all this mm-hmm. stuff because it was yep. like a the like a first uh, civilian teacher. They gets yep. to go to space, and they had done a contest, and this one particular lady beat out these other candidates, and um, and yeah, we we're watching, and all of a sudden, um, it exploded, <laughs> and I, I I picked up on it quick. I knew something was wrong because I was like, that looked weird, and then like they immediately cut to that lady's parents, and that wow. still haunts me to this day. To see, like, because the dad had kind of like a, he had a hat on with the, I think it was it had the snap front, and um, and like the mom when when like it dawned on them, like the mom like turned her head away, and the dad just like looked up in shock, and I just like oh it still gosh. haunts me to this day, thinking about that. And anytime the the challenger, you know, the anniversary comes up, I it always like I always think back of that, and then I remember the teacher was like, oh no, like she didn't even after it happened, like I don't. I don't think it dawned on her what was happening. So then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like when they were trying to, they were trying to communicate with it, you know, like Challenger, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't responding. And uh, they hadn't, I don't think they had actually said like, oh, no, something bad happened. But she picked up on it. She ran up there and turned, okay, everybody, you know, let's, uh, you know, do yeah. something else. Yeah. I had a very similar um, vivid memory. Um I was in elementary school, and they wheeled out the the cart with the TV on it. Um, because, again, like this note I, I wrote here says that, you know, millions of kids around the world were watching this because there was a teacher, and it was during yeah. school hours. 
So, yeah, I remember we were sitting on the floor in the media center, and they rolled the cart out on TV, and we were all sitting on the floor watching it, and I just remember being confused. Like, I think everybody got quiet, and they just let it play out, and we just watched the space shuttle kind of blow up and fall to the ground, and yeah, I, it's a haunting memory for sure. I remember being sad and, and confused, and yeah. But and later so. on, um, the I guess, uh, you know, after uh, recess, you know, like we went to lunch and all that stuff, and uh, later on, they must have all been talking about it, the staff and everything, because, I mean, mm-hmm. what was going on in my classroom was going on in probably every classroom. Yeah. And um, they, uh, they got together, and they must have been like, dude, we need to kind of, you know. So they came back in. It's like, hey, you know, something really sad happened. If you need to talk about it. Like basically, like, my first introduction into, like, hey, you need a counselor? <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> right. Please don't I don't remember them doing us. that to us. <laughs> yeah. They're like, shut up and get back to work. <laughs> no, they did it early on. was like, okay, everybody, break out your history book or whatever whatever the mm-hmm. thing we did. But later on in the afternoon, it was like, you guys, they gave us an extended lunch. Um, our recess was longer, too. Like, it was like really? another 30 minutes. I remember because, you know, you're waiting for the alarm to go off, you know, the bell. And uh, we were still out. Wow. It went off. But the teacher was like, no, 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 go ahead. Keep playing. Just like, just run it out, you know. <laughs> like, they were, yeah, they were probably all talking about it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I bet, well, it probably traumatized them, too. I mean, it was sad. Yeah. 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 Sad. Absolutely. But. So then also in 86, Haley's Comet uh, had come closer to Earth than it ever had before. Um, I think I remember trying to go out and look at that. I don't remember seeing it, though. I don't have a memory of seeing it, but... Yeah, so me and my neighbor and another friend, because um, I don't know how that other friend got over. Uh, He must have been staying the night at my neighbor, my neighbor Clayton. I forget the other guy's name. But um, we had heard about this, you know, our teacher, uh, or my teacher, they were were in different grades. We were all in different grades, 8th, 7th, and 6th, or something like that. But... um, the teacher had mentioned, hey, you know, Haley's Comet, it was all this buildup, once every 87 years, or 85, I think it's 87, something like that, whatever it was, or 75, I forget. I just remember doing the math thinking I could be able to see it twice if I live old, long enough. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's going to be around 1.30, you know, this course is West Coast time, so we had to stay up really late, um, you know, considering we were supposed to be, you know, bed, you know, 9, 10, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, we, you know, we were just doing everything we could not to fall asleep. We were outside playing basketball with the light on, could barely see the rim, and it started getting closer. And uh, we climbed up on. Uh, we had like a, there was a garage. Uh, we had a garage, but right next to the garage was like a smaller garage. But it was it was more like a. They must. We we were renting a house at the time, so I think they uh, held like they kept their. Um, like canned goods in it, so it was kind of like that, like a shell, like a storage, something, mm-hmm. know, whatever you call it. But they built something just for like putting in all their canned goods and, or you know, like uh, you know, the jars and stuff like that. So uh, we we got up there and we were standing there watching it. We were looking where we were supposed to look, and there it went. It went right by, and we saw oh, it. It was wow. awesome. And uh, and I know it was it because you know I. The next day, we had saw on TV, you know, like, it, it was shown, so I know what we saw, but it was funny because, um, you know, I had got up early that morning, because I would watch cartoons, and they had some sort of little, I think I was initially started off on the channel, I had news like Good Morning America, or whatever it was, and they had showed it, and I was like, oh, cool, that was it, you know, I didn't want to be tricked like we saw a shooting star or something, right? Right. And, um, and when we went to school, uh, 
my i don't know if it was the next day i i might be remembering this wrong whether or not it was on a saturday or sunday but anyways the very next time we went to school whether it was the next day or the month the following monday uh my and i remember the guy's name too is uh our, our math teacher mr spinoff right he was this rigid dude rigid really you know <laughs> real like he's an angry german guy and uh right. and he, he had you know we were sitting there me i was telling my friends like yeah you know we we me and we played and we stayed up we watched it and it was really cool he overheard and then he started challenging me on it okay what degree was it going so i kind of just like oh you know I, I kind of like made a line. Oh, no, no, no. It should have been like, and how he redid it, he basically did it exactly how I did it, but like a tad off. And I was like, I was like, don't you think maybe the angle I'm shorter and maybe I see it differently than <laughs> right. you? You know, like I was using some logic against him. And he goes, oh, no, no, you didn't see it. You probably saw a shooting star. And I, and you know, he's sitting there arguing with me. And I remember just like, it was a very profound question. I was like, why are you trying to take this from me? I asked him. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, what is it to you? And I was like, oh, I get it. You missed it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And he shut up. And then, you know, it was just like dead silence. You know what oh, I mean? I was funny. like, yeah, I get it. You're, so, you're mad because you looked away. <laughs> he missed it. You know, he was probably up there on his roof or in his front yard or something. And he looked away and he missed it. And he's That's never going to get a chance to see it again. R.I.P. Mr. Spinoff. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get this other tragedy out of the way. Uh, Chernobyl nuclear power plant exploded in uh, USSR and killed more than 7,000 people. That's quite a tragedy there. That's. Yeah. Um, I, don't, that, that, I didn't realize how bad it was at the time. I mean, we it was on the news a lot. And our, our uh, the teacher, uh, Mrs. Dice, she... She had brought it up and was, um, <laughs> it was funny because I was kind of like a, a, you know, like I'd be a smart ass and stuff like that. But um, this time I was asking a legitimate question. She was saying how they keep going over it and dumping all this water on it. But because it's a chemical fire, um, it, it, it won't go out, right? And then right. I remember like hearing like if you have a chemical fire, you could throw baking soda on it or something like that, right? Or grease fire or something. And um, so I just asked her, I was like, couldn't they just dump a whole bunch of baking soda on it? You know, like, just, <laughs> it's a stupid question, obviously, but I don't know. And she got mad, kicked me out of the classroom. She goes, she thought I was goofing. I was like, no, it was oh, honest questions. She's like, she's like, go outside. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I just went outside and walked around. And, yeah, I got kicked out of the class because of uh, Chernobyl. Oh, my gosh. There was another victim that day. It was me. I don't remember that. Um, I mean, back then, I, I you know I know what it is now, but I don't I don't have a memory of, of that news event um, from my childhood. So um. it's an excellent like uh, docudrama. I mean, it's not real, a real documentary, but you know, like whatever you know, it's a docu. I think it's called a docudrama on uh, HBO mm -hmm. about Chernobyl. It was very good. Oh, really. I think it was on is it HBO. Is it recent sure. or is it something from uh, a couple a while of years back. ago? You know, it's okay. like a year or two ago. No, that's really good. I'll check that out. We have our first Studio Ghibli movie was released in '86. Um, my kids love these movies. I, I don't really watch them. I've never seen. I, I've seen a couple of them with my kids, but this was called Lup Laputa Castle in the Sky. Are you familiar is, with that? Is this a, is this an anime? Yeah. I I have no clue of. When I was reading it, I thought you, for some reason, I'm looking at it, I was like, did is that autocorrect on him? Because I have no idea. <laughs> no, that that's is. that's that's Ghibli. Yeah, my I put that on here because I thought it is. You know, it, they've um, 
they're pretty popular now. They have a lot of movies out now, like um, Ponyo is one of those Studio Ghibli films, and what's another one? Um, I guess it's like they're on the Disney uh, Disney Plus. They're all on Disney Plus. Oh no, but, I, yeah, I'm not just yeah, I'm not questioning it. I just I've never heard of it, but I mean it's hey, I'm yeah. sure it's a big deal if it's still going all these years later. Yeah, so that's the first one was released in '86. So I guess it was worth noting. Um, and then let's see what else do we got here. Oh, debut of Oprah Winfrey show. Uh, I didn't really care for her too much, so. But I know I, she's. I would, yeah, I would watch that with my mom from time to time. Um, because usually when I got home from school, she'd be watching it, and I'd have to try to coerce the TV from her before you know Thundercats came on. <laughs> um, right. And uh, I remember being really frustrated because those early Oprah shows. She just had tons of commercials. It'd be like three minutes, go, go on a commercial. I was like, how do you watch this? Yeah. Yeah, I just, as a kid, I didn't, I didn't want to watch anything about real stuff. No, I didn't either, I wanted, but when, you, when you're forced to, yeah. Duke, what are you going to do? Yeah, so I, I just, I mean, obviously it was a huge hit, but um, it debuted in 86, so I put it on here. No, and, I got one other thing before you say the last thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, this was the climax of the 85 Chicago Bears and uh, they Super Bowl shuffled because uh, in January oh, that really? was uh, okay. that was the Chicago Bears Super Bowl when they that is the definitely Patriots, worth noting. Like yeah, forty-two to ten or something like that. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl shuffle. I never forget that. That was that little rap song they did, right? What was that? Yeah. Was that one? Was that a commercial or what? What was no, that? Just no, no. Promotional this was a, video. This was a weird time where, for whatever reason, they decided to make a music video, and I have oh, so actually. Weird. I'm gonna take a picture of it. I gotta dig it out, but I have the Super Bowl shuffle on uh, on. Um, uh, you know, the little records. I don't know why I can't think. My brain's not working right now, but uh, 45. I got the 45, 45 of the Super Bowl shuffle. And, um, okay. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was. I did. I, I mean, I, you know, the weird thing is I actually remember hearing it on the radio, but I think it was just like one of those novelty things, like, you know, because it was so popular, you would, you know, they didn't play it like, like a, a hit no. song or anything. But. but I remember seeing the video, and I don't remember it was something that was just... Like before, I don't know if it was a promotional thing. I mean, I know that. Oh, this was just some weird thing that they did because I know, the was 85... it played on MTV? Was it just like yes. a, when was? Okay, yes. is that what it was? Okay. It was a legitimate. I, I knew I saw it a couple times. A legitimate hit single. I mean, I'm not obviously it wasn't that big. It didn't make our our charts. The Chicago <laughs> right. Bears didn't make the top ten, but um, yeah. it was a legit single and uh they didn't have a, a side b i don't believe and maybe there's an instrumental on side <laughs> b i'll look at that but um yeah they just made a song it was a terrible song but nobody yes. cared because it was we we're all doing the super bowl shuffle it had the hook and oh my gosh there was the funky qb known as mcmahon you know he came on every the the big guys got to sing their own little songs a little, yeah. uh, not songs, yeah. but their own little verses. Like I think uh, mm-hmm. Jim McMahon had a verse, Walter Payton had a verse. I think uh, 
um, William Perry had a verse, and probably Mike Singletary had one. And I don't think uh, Mike Ditka sung on it, so the coach or Buddy Ryan, but um, I'm pretty sure it's just like, you know. And then all the guys are up there, like, dancing. I don't know, the whole team or majority of the team it's so, or whatever. It's so but, cringy, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. And then they even yeah. try to recreate it, like, a year or two later, another team try it was like they try to you know like i'm they're gonna release something yeah that was kind of one of those once in a lifetime things <laughs> well next we have probably one of the most defining moments for me in 1986 and that was the nes was released in uh february 1986 bringing the video game industry out of the infamous crash of 83 so obviously with our history, Chris, uh, the NES was a huge part of our childhood, yep. and um, it was quite significant. Now, I don't know if I got mine in 80s. I think I probably, well, let's see, February. Yeah, I probably got it that later that year in 86, probably towards the Christmas season. Um, I, I think 87 is when it really kind of took off. Yeah, I did get mine till 88, but um, it was huge, though. There's no doubt about it. In limited markets, yeah. it came out in '85, but I think the national yeah. release, yeah, was was February '86, right? Right. So I mean, I was um, instantly obsessed with it, and I was still up until the day I got my Nintendo. I was a Atari fanatic. I had tons of Atari games. I loved my Atari. So I was just a video game, video gamer at heart. And when this better system came out, I just had to get it. And uh, I've never looked back. I still play it to this day. So (laughs) it was quite a significant thing from my childhood. Uh, Going on from 86, I mean, I just, I really got into all the characters. And I would sit there in school and doodle doodle pictures of Link and Samus and Mario. I was just obsessed with the whole Nintendo thing. Of course, you had Captain N, the cartoon came out. And um, I just loved it. So that was a, a huge part of my childhood. And 86... You know, it was when it came out. So the only other thing I put on here was probably the most important thing. <laughs> that, that you our... know what? I admit that you, yeah, I admit that you skipped the NES. I thought you were going to go with this one. So go ahead. <laughs> our good friend Kyle, friend of the show, was born in 1986. So he's an right. uh, active member on the Discord, and he's uh, I've known him for that. a long, long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've been friends um, for years and years and years since the Cartridge Club started. And he's always uh, good to talk to. He's always very active and informative and just a good guy all around. So I'm glad you were born in 1986, Kyle. So that's that's really the defining feature of that year. It was Kyle's birth. So we'll, yeah. end, it, we'll end it there with that. Uh, but uh, what about some personal reflections on 1986? What, what, did, what do you remember? How, what was your life like back then in 86? Was it a good time for you? Was it a tough time for you? Give me a little like personal reflection on that year. Well, it it was a it was a year of transition for me because uh, we moved from Fresno. It was like a big city. Um, we moved to the country. I switched schools. I started at this school um, called Pacific Union. And, That's always um, tough switching to schools. It was tough. And plus, uh, we did it during like. Um, I want to say it was right after Christmas. Maybe it was a little bit before. I don't know. It wasn't at the beginning of the year. So make it, it makes it even a tougher switch. Oh, like if, yeah. If it's the first day of school and you're new, there's a lot of moving parts going on. Um, but there was already an established school season going or school session going on at that time. 
Uh, I knew I wasn't very happy about moving. It was a drag, you know, you had to meet new friends mm. and, but I did make some really good friends. Um, but by the next year, 87 was a much better year. I was well-established at that point. I had a lot of good friends and, but 86 was a little tough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It, it definitely was odd. I mean, I, I had a good friend at home because my neighbor Clayton, I knew him ahead of time. Um, even though uh, my friends at school, I kind of, you know, we, me and Clayton never really hung around at school because we were in different grades. Um, I was in sixth and he was in fifth. So we, our yard time was at different times. So it was a little, you know, but at home we could kick back and hang out. So it was a little weird. And plus, you know, when you're trying to get established, you know, I don't want my reputation being linked to his and, you know, like that kind of weird thing. Like, you know, <laughs> right. it was just like, I don't know what you think of him, but here I am. And, um, yeah, it, it wasn't a great year, man, but um, but I do have a lot of fond memories overall. By the end of the 86, uh, you know, I was going into the next school year and all that. Uh, it was it was a lot more enjoyable. Mm, gotcha. I imagine, though, it might have, um, you know, shaped a lot of who you are. Like sometimes your tough, your tough times, especially from childhood, really kind of, uh, you know, define a lot of who you become. Like my, yeah, for example, for my, sure, my wife, um, her, her parents got divorced, um, which is never a good thing, but out of that, she got really close to her grandparents. So she had a really, really good close relationship with her grandparents, um, that came from a, you know, a terrible event in her life. But, um, for me, um, it was a really good time. Uh, 86 was, um, you know, like prime time childhood for me. It was, um, probably, probably the happiest time of my of my life uh, you know my childhood life my family you know my father was still alive and um I don't, I don't remember having any distress you know i was just i had such a good time being a kid i love my cartoons i love my nintendo um i love playing outside i love riding my bike and playing basketball and i just have nothing but fond memories from this era of my life um i was 11 years old it was before i got into like Turning into an adult, and it was before I cared about girls, or like I said before, it was right before I kind of got interested in rock music, which was kind of edgy and more adult. I was like a totally kid, total kid, and I I held on to my childhood more so than maybe some people. In fact, <laughs> obviously, I'm looking around my room right now. Yeah, that's probably right. an understatement. But I mean, I remember even back then, like my brother, he was younger than me. My brother was two and a half years younger than me, and he stopped playing with toys way before I did. So I just always loved my my toys and my comics and my you know um, video games and all that stuff and I really held on to that. But um, yeah, I would say that '86 was a really good year for me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. It was a happy time for me. It was comfortable. Uh, I'd say right after that, see, my my sister got real rebellious. She was a year older than me, and that caused a lot of stress in my life back then. She ran away a couple times and was like dating older guys and it kind of stressed out the family my parents and stuff that came a little bit later but this was right probably right before all that stuff was going down so this was a this was a really good time for me in 86 and again like like we just went through you know for me lots of great stuff came out the nintendo there's lots of great toys transformers were hot the transformers movie came out i mean there was a lot of great stuff going on that piqued my interest in in 86 so that's how i remember it right on all right. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. So we'll end it there. And uh, well, I, I would add this. Well, I'd add this. If 
if you uh, have something that you think uh, was big in 86 that we missed, whether it's a movie, show, song, whatever, um, drop it in the Discord. Let us know. Yes, let's further this uh, great discussion in Discord because there's probably a ton of stuff we missed or that other people you know, would, would remember from 86. So, yeah, please or do that. Or if you have a, a Teddy Ruxpin, a broken one that you <laughs> yeah. don't want, uh, mail it to Duke. Uh, we'll get you the address in the private <laughs> message or something. Absolutely. All right, guys, thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Down sport, timey kangaroo down. Timey kangaroo down sport, timey kangaroo down. Keep me cockatoo cool, curl. Keep me cockatoo cool. Oh, don't go acting the fool, curl. Just keep me cockatoo cool all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. And take me koala back, Jack. Take me koala back. He lives somewhere out on the track, Mac. So take me koala back all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Let me abos go loose, Lou. Let me abos go loose. They're of no further use, Lou. So let me abos go loose all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down.